river, river meets a valley, valley meets a rain. Everybody insane, rain meets. All right, uh, the Tool out of Columbus, Ohio. Great, great, great band that uh, I fell in love with when I was in college. But uh, I already digress. Uh, hoodie today is a chilly, chilly morning. 50 something degrees, like 54. I was like, ah, oh, there's a little bit of chill in the air. It won't be long. It won't be long. Um, so we have frost on the pumpkin. Welcome to the Eric Zane Show podcast, a daily show where I discuss my personal adventures, news, and nonsense in the world. Uh, from the Baldwin Ace Hardware each and every weekday, Monday through Friday, right here for the past nearly four years. Uh, okay, a uh, harsh realization yesterday, and um, that was at the gym. I spent uh, plenty of time at our beloved YMCA, which, by the way, uh, super sweet kid, Courtney, works there. And um, we happened to, she logged into, the, she works there, she logs into the computer and, uh, and, and my ID shows up. And the ID that I have there, the uh, image that accompanies my little ID is the, the same picture that I took in, in 2004 when I started working out there nearly 20 years ago. And uh, she's part of Team Knuckle Dragger with Brian and, uh, and Andrew. And she goes, oh, my God, look how young you look. She goes, look how young and skinny you look. And I'm like, you know, you don't know better, but you might as well just say, wow, now you sure are old and fat. And I'm like, yeah. And I, and, and I look at it and I go, well, to me, I look the same. She goes, oh, no, no. No, no, no. You're, you're, you're much younger here and, and skinny. You're so skinny. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Are you kidding me? So yesterday, okay, we're at a point now in the workouts where we're in week nine of 16. This week unfolds. And by the end of this week, you're looking at more than 50 miles. This is one of the bigger weeks in terms of mileage. I'm coming to the realization that I am not going to get any faster at this point. And I, I'm, I am reasonably sure that where I'm at right now in terms of speed, even right now, I would not be able to beat Mike Ball. Not only that, my knees hurt like fuck. So as the miles pile up, like yesterday, it was a, it was a long workout. It was, uh, you do a one mile warm up, and then you run, uh, a, a, a mile fast, not like exhausting, but fast. And then two minute rest, do it. Then you do that six times. So we're looking at a lot of mileage on the day. It's a seven mile day today, the recovery run. The recovery run is nine miles. Now, I'm getting all of this in, but I'm just like, God, I'm just not 
shut up, Aram. Aram says that's a lot of jogging. I would, I would bury your fucking ass, okay? There is no way you would touch me. I would destroy you. In fact, I would destroy all of the audience outside of Mike Ball. There is not a one of you that can beat me in a race. Uh, half mile and up. None of you. Not a one. Aram says, I am not a runner. Well, that's because you're all show and no go. That's what I call assholes like you that sit around and and uh, and do your stupid uh, uh, deep knee bends and your push-ups and shit like that. You are all show, no go. Your heart and lungs are that of a 70-year-old man. Okay, so shut up. All right. So then I'm like, God, you're just not fast enough. Something I need a, and then it's like, I know the answer. I know how I can get faster. I, uh, the, the, I need to abandon the thought that by working out alone, I am going to get lighter because the lighter you get, the faster you're going to be. And uh, I'm just not light enough. So I'm like, shit, but I sure do love massive bulls of freaking cocoa pebbles before bedtime. I really, that's just, that's living. That is, that is my joy. All of you assholes sit around and drink beer until you puke. And then you sit there and judge me. And all I'm looking to do is have a bowl of cocoa pebbles. But I I must do something. I need, uh, my God, I need more of a of a push to focus on how I'm going to eat. Uh, a lot of insults flying my way by you idiots. Uh, uh, Corey says you need to work out with someone else to push you. The workouts aren't the problem. I'm getting the workouts done. Do you not even listen to me when I'm talking? I just described to you that I buried six one-mile repeats yesterday. Are you listening to the words I'm saying, idiot? It's not that. It's just I'm too slow and I can't run any fucking faster. Terry says, does it help that you have the gait of a toddler? What are you talking about? I have never, ever once seen you at the gym, okay? Because I walk on a paintball field or trot on the paintball field uh, and I look like a moron does not tell you how athletic or not athletic I am. Would you ever consider, asshole, that my knees hurt? Okay, I will fight all of you today. All right, you guys don't know shit. None of you. You all act like you do, and you sit there uh, in your homes, and you type away your keyboard warriors. Get out. I've had it. I would love to see every uh, one of you, all of you, at the gym, okay? Take a fistful of ibuprofen and call it good. You know, I can't take that. I actually can't. I can take Tylenol, but I cannot take ibuprofen. Why? Well, it's the kidney thing. 
Uh, yesterday, with only one, you can't take it. You got to take uh, Tylenol's filtered through the liver. Anyway, <sighs> stupid. Listen to me. Yesterday, as I was approaching the treadmill, I walked behind this dude who I, I know him, but I don't know his name, of course. And uh, as I walk by him, I get a uh, not-so-subtle blast of body odor. And and few things uh, get to me as much as uh, as body odor does. And it's like, it actually grosses me out. Uh, I would I would say that the number one horrible thing that can rock me to my core is when O'Neal, who's laying over here on the ground, uh, uh, eats a couple of turds in the backyard, and then like a handful of minutes later, burps. So you're getting uh, a burp of 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 consumed crap inside of his stomach. What? Yeah, that that's that's a real thing. That, how hideous is that? That's like if you, and it's if you are like in a room where this happens, you go, and you know you have about three seconds to get out. So it's literally drop whatever you're doing and get away, and leave the room for a significant time, because the parts per million is 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 high. You you don't you just don't want to be anywhere around around him. Uh, that is probably the number one most debilitating thing that, that I could encounter. But body odor is also strong. And this guy was ripe. You have multiple, multiple rows of treadmills. And I, you know, with a nose this big, it's just more sensitive. And there's people next to the guy. And I'm like, how are they doing that? How, how are they actually doing that right now? So I, um, I was also in the front row and I go, well, I'm, I'm several treadmills down. I go, I, I can't do it. It's just, it, I, I, I'm getting too much stink. Stop the machine. And I go back two rows. Uh-uh, not far enough. I had to go way on the other side of the facility in order to pull this off. And I was like, wow, that, that is potent. And I mean, I know it when I smell and then I, I make the necessary changes. How is it that you can survive that? I'm telling you, there are all sorts of, uh, of various uh, evolutionary things that have taken place that need uh, the human human beings need to be recalled. Um, the the, uh, um, the that whole dynamic of being able to smell yourself either when you're taking a dump or you're or you have body odor and just like you don't even notice. That to me is 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 absurd and hideous, and it, it drives me crazy. Um, okay, so anyway, back to my point. I am um, I've got a I got to drop. If I can drop ten to fifteen, I will be in so much less pain because my knees actually hurt. I'm getting to a point now where I'm concerned that as the mileage piles up, that I'm going to actually cause some type of overuse um, longer term low uh overuse injury that's going to keep me from actually getting the workouts done as it stands right now like right now my knees are hurting me as i'm sitting here and you, you might notice i'm like ah see me like uh 
under the under the countertop here, like rubbing it, and it gives you the impression that I'm doing something terrible, like Gary Busey. Uh, but I, I'm I'm trying to get my knees to crack, which is insane because there's just pain, and I'm like, all right, what the hell? Um, oh God! So if I uh, it it might this might be just what the doctor ordered, but in order for me to do this, that's that's eight weeks of of focused, attentive eating. And last night I got back from the gym and I'm like, all right, but I'm starving and we have no food. The best I could muster was, uh, chips and hummus and then a bagel. So, ah, yeah, tons of carbs. Yeah. I think that this is actually harder than the workouts, you know, because you got to eat my God. Uh, welcome. Welcome. I'm so glad you guys are here. There is a trend going on in the world that is called quiet quitting. And this is perfect. This is absolutely perfect for people that are under 40. And I had a discussion today. dog i had a discussion with my brother uh regular mike the other day mike's i have all older brothers uh i'm the youngest of uh five and uh mike is uh yeah he's approaching retirement age uh 64 years old uh worked uh, uh as a cabinet carpenter cabinet maker carpenter his whole life and uh, i'm talking to him about work and he goes um again he's been doing this since he was well, in, in high school, carpentry. He's forgotten more than most people will ever learn in this trade. And, uh, he's describing to me that at where he works, if there's ever a moment that he's talking to someone, as he describes it, under 40, about maybe um, options to make their jobs easier or help them or tutor them in some way, shape, or form, they, they look at him like he's an asshole and he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about and they'd rather do it their way and they usually do it uh, wrong and they usually um, have no work ethic whatsoever. That's, that's what he describes. He's you know in the trades, out in the field. He sees it and his opinion is that anyone under 40 is a pile of shit when it comes to work ethic. And then I hear about this trend called quiet quitting. So I guess this has something to do with the pandemic, which this is bullshit because I think that um, since all of that has happened, now where we are today on the 23rd of August, by the way, the day before my lovely Madison turns 20. Uh Uh-huh. That's right. Um, people are looking towards the pandemic as the excuse for everything. Okay. Um, and, and the, they're like, well, I, you see, I'm realizing that the world has a lot to offer that if I could just maybe, um, uh, unwind a little bit more and, uh, 
it, it, and you'll spend a little bit more time for the things that are important, I'd be happier. And, and what they're suggesting there is do less at work so that you can do more uh, worthwhile things at home, which in theory sounds great. You know, I mean, I, I get it. I, I can understand how you would do that. But, and they're saying the reason why is because uh, it might have something to do with the pandemic. Maybe they, they were at home more and they interacted with their family more. And they're like, oh, well, this is, this is just great. My first thought on this is why don't you make sure everybody else is on board with that at home because they might not want you around in the first place. So I don't know. Uh, but maybe, maybe that is the case. I don't know. So what they're, what people in the work for, uh, workplace are doing in the workforce here in the U.S. is they're giving less and they're, um, they're not working a little bit harder. They're doing the bare minimum to get by and keep the job, but not stressing out and not making sure that very, uh, basically uh, 40 hours a week. All right. Not my problem. Not my job. That attitude. Now, if you think about it, this has been the case already. If, you, if you're a union employee, you already do this. You know, I mean, how often have we heard about uh, uh, union employees and well, no, I mean, you got to have the, uh, uh, the light bulb changer to change that. I can't do that. It's not my job. I'm not contracted to do that. You know, these fucking shovel leaners. Yeah. So this has been around a long time. Bummer. If you're listening to this and you're in a union right now, but uh, come on now, you have those protections. You, you should do that. You know, uh, Nick says, I just stayed at the same job 22 years. Now I have six weeks vacation and 10 holidays. Uh, Sam, the Jew says we have had young guys say, I don't get paid enough to not talk at work. He also says, Eric, we deal with the same behavior in our cabinet shop too. I'm 36 and I'm certain your brother would love to work with me. Now that I believe when I make the, uh, uh, broad accusation, people under 40. That's just, those are his words. But I'm sure you're, you're an outlier and there will be outliers to this. But I think that when more, uh, as, as this is progressing, you're getting more and more people that are starting to, uh, to feel this way. Adam says, I'm in a union. This is true what you're saying. Kent says wages should all be commissioned. If you work production, you get paid per good part per, per good part you make. By the way, I just saw you Kent in a commercial for uh, Johnson's carpet one discount outlet on uh, some ad I opened up online and there you were. And the boys at the discount outlet. It was awesome. All right. Corey says business business takes advantage of people workers are starting to push back you see that's where you're wrong um what you have in front of you is an opportunity if and and i i want everybody to do this quiet quitting i think it's great because for people like sam and for people like me who would work circles around anyone 
like Corey, who is kind of a sloth, you can just sense it. He just has that type of type of attitude when it comes to work. Corey's a quiet quitter. I can promise you that. Love you, but you are. Uh, so because of you, what you do is you lower the bar for people like me, Sam the Jew, uh, Nick the electrician, who have something that you don't. It's called work ethic. It's an American thing. Okay? And because of that, because of our work ethic, we, to the, to the, the uh, what do you say? To the victor, go the spoils. We get the good things in life because, and we have to work easy, uh, less because of it nowadays, because of the quiet quitters. Before, we had to work our asses off to get anything good. But because the quiet quitters are lowering the bar, it makes it easier for the people like me. So thank you. All we have to do is just a little bit more than the minimum to make you idiots look like the slime balls that you are and take advantage of the scenario. So now we're doing basically... Now we're doing the minimum. We only have to do the minimum because of you quiet quitters. So for that, I salute you. You've made life easier for all of us. So because of all the people under 40 who don't give a shit, that's what we have. Uh, The guy from Shark Tank. Do you remember uh, uh, Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank? This guy right here. This is uh, one of the sharks. He's talking about this in this article that I was just checking out. And uh, he's saying, yeah, it's, it's a terrible thing. This all has become a popular thing on TikTok and in the media since late July. Uh, essentially means setting boundaries in your workplace and not taking on more work than necessary. One in 10 employees say they are currently putting in less effort than they did six months ago. Um, quiet quitting is really a bad idea, says O'Leary, an investor and star of Shark Tank, and that's true for multiple reasons, he says. Uh, first, employers value hungry, keen workers, people that go beyond to try to solve problems for the organization, their teams, their managers, their bosses. Those are the ones that succeed in life. O'Leary says he looks to hire people who are willing to put in 25 hours a day, eight days a week. If you're shutting off your laptop at 5 p.m. like Corey, it even says Corey's name here. And going home, you're not working for me, he says. So the people who have the keys to the business are seeing scumbags like Corey who who work like idiots. They're probably not effective at their time and just sit there and play fucking games online. They get nothing done through the day. And then the boss is like, what am I going to do? Fire him and start all over? No. So you have losers like Corey in the workplace. This is why I'm so much better than people like Corey, because in a lot of ways, I think like Corey in terms of like uh, social justice and things like that. But I have a, a right leaning lunch pail mentality work ethic, which makes me a million times better than him. That's why I'm great. Anyway. 
Uh, O'Leary also says you need a strong financial base to afford choosing how you want to structure your life and days. Limiting the hours you work per day, he says, is not conducive to the kind of success that brings that freedom, especially early in life. His point is this. Work your ass off early. Save your pennies. Take advantage of your increased work ethic and energy and stamina and strength because you're young and full of... uh, uh, robustful work ethic and you climb the ladder and then you make the money and then you can coast when you're, you know, 50, 60, whatever. But no, these assholes want to, like Corey, want to put the cart before the horse. Uh, there's no question about it. Personal happiness is something that is a balance between work and life. O'Leary says it has nothing to do with nine to five. There is no balance in the pursuit of personal freedom. It's all about pedal to the metal. Proponents of quiet quitting like Corey in Maine disagree for them taking the foot off the, uh, the pedal to ensure they work 40 hours a week instead of 60 means spending more time with people they love and doing activities they love. Yeah. All right. Good luck with that. They don't even want you around because you're annoying. Uh, Maggie Perkins, a former teacher who's posted about quiet quitting on TikTok, says it's about spending time with her kids. They're never going to be three and four years old again. All right, hold on to that. What asshole parent wants to spend time with three and four-year-olds? Those are some of the worst years of their lives and will be of your life. No one wants to spend time with asshole kids, okay? So you got a person like this Maggie Perkins who's a teacher, former teacher, you know, I mean, cakewalk job to begin with. By the way, school's starting. Welcome back, teachers. Hope you enjoyed your three-month vacation. Uh, Teachers are, you know, they're like, oh, my God, I'm so overworked. You are not. Shut up. Anyway, she ended up quitting that job. And now she's like, instead of grading papers, I get get to play with my three- and four-year-olds. Well, what a glutton for punishment, man. I look back at those years when they're three and four years old, and I'm like, okay. All right, when are you going to grow up? You know, the, all that is is just a labor of love. You're just kind of like putting in the time and getting them through this so that you can actually have a normal conversation with them when they become adults. Jesus. Uh, O'Leary says that kind of approach does not maximize the dividends you could more fully enjoy later in life. It's a sacrifice, he says, but is it worth it? Oh, yes. Okay, so if you're sitting here quiet quitting, and you're not making advancements in your career, you know what you're not doing? You're not earning more money, okay? Which means you're going to be able to save less for when you get old. And you know who's going to hate that? Your kids when uh, you die and they go, all right, let's get into the estate and see what mom and dad left us. And you didn't leave them anything because you didn't have a pot to piss in because you worked like an asshole. So get your fucking ass out there and quit your quiet quitting bullshit. You pain in the ass losers. Another reason why millennials are the worst. Millennials and the only thing worse is Gen Z. Oh my God. Man. Jesse says, all right, I am on board with this one. My kids are here quarantined while I'm working. Makes me want to start drinking by 9 a.m. most days. You know, thank God you're there just to keep them safe. But, you know, there's no question. It's a horrible life having to take care of your kids. Jesus. 
The worst. Amanda's opinion is the reason why they are asshole kids is because the parents aren't spending the time with them. The asshole babysitters are, ah, yeah, maybe, maybe not. I mean, I spent a ton of time with my kids and they were the biggest assholes on the planet. Oh, give me that. The reason why kids are assholes is because they're assholes. Jesse writes, ha ha. We're listening to a guy tell us how this quiet quitting is uh, working is bad from a guy who sits around and tells stories all day. LOL. You asshole. What a dick. Are you kidding me? I grind all day, every day. That is bullshit. You think this is easy? I would love. I tell you what, let's trade jobs, dick face. You sit in here and do what I do for a day, and I'll do what you do for a day, and then we'll compare notes, cock. So, quiet quitting is the worst. Aram says, didn't you spend all your time triathlon training while they were young? Ah, no, I didn't start triathlon training until they were uh, well past that stage. Well past that. So nice try. Mr. All Show and No Go. Uh, Corey says, you design the substations and I will tell the poop jokes. All right. Well, maybe I don't have a knowledge base you have. So I, I, I couldn't design a substation. But if I had the knowledge you had, if I had the knowledge you had, I can promise you I would work circles around you. Easy, without a doubt. And nobody works harder than me. No one. Not a single one of you. I would make you tired. You just watching me work. You, there's no way. Terry adds, grumpy today, guy. Haven't uh, tuned in in weeks. Absolutely, absolutely not. I am not grumpy in any way. I feel great. I'm just telling you, I don't like the fact that there's a thing where people are like, well, I'm just going to do the bare minimum. I am a quiet quitter. So, all right. And Amanda earns points with, yes, I have to admit, Eric, your work ethic is something I admire. Well, I appreciate that. Corey adds, when I first came out of school, I had great work ethic, but corporate America kind of beat it out of me. So I'm super jaded now. Yeah, uh, we call that soft. That's what that is. Soft. I'm jaded. I'm hurt. (laughs) You're weak. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. All right. For those of you that are enjoying the show on Facebook and uh, Twitter and YouTube, I appreciate you very much for checking out this uh, 
this intro. Uh, but the rest of the show, you're going to have to catch it on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Okay? The full show happens uninterrupted there. So if you want the rest of it as it happens live, you got to get it. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Of course, you can always download the audio podcast wherever you download shows. After this one gets done, uh, I'll post the audio of this, and off you go. You can listen at your at your leisure, uh, wherever you download shows, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, if you would, subscribe to those. And uh, throw a review at me. That would be fun, too. Thank you so much for that. But uh, there you go. I'm going to uh, uh, toggle you off. That sounds very sexual. I'm going to toggle you off, and uh, you will be uh, on your way. Thank you, thank you, thank you for checking this out. Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. And YouTube brought to you by my friends at uh, My Policy Shop Insurance, Frank the Tank Fuss, My Policy Shop Insurance. If you ever need to email me, uh, send an email along. I love correspondence. I love hearing what you have to think, what you have to say. Uh, send uh, send me an email. You can even do it anonymously if you go through the website, uh, ericsaintshow.com. Email. The inbox is uh, the Shoreliners striping inbox. Shoreliners striping. They, these are the dudes who uh, work in West Michigan and stripe the parking lots. So if you need that done for your business, call upon them. Okay. Uh, where am I here? Uh God, there is a, uh, a, a crazy-ass story uh, I've been following to some degree. I see highlights of the uh, uh, Little League World Series. And, um, God, this is just this is fucking terrible. I, I think it's going to work out, but I, I don't know. Um, uh, all right. If you take a look here, um, there's a little fellow walking through the hospital. He's a 12-year-old little leaguer, and uh, he, he's not going to be playing. Uh, this kid has, is walking through the helmet, uh, through the hall with, with a helmet on with assistance, and he is he's messed up. Something bad has happened to this little leaguer. Uh, he's in a Pennsylvania hospital. Uh, he had to be airlifted. You're like, well, what happened? He, he no doubt got beamed in the head with a baseball. And no, no, not at all. This is ridiculous. Um, this kid was at the Little League World Series, and he was um, like they have dormitories for the teams, and he fell out of bed. The kid fell out of bed and and hit his noggin, and oh, my God, he was uh, messed up badly. And they said that uh, he was minutes away from death death and they airlifted the kid to the hospital and they did some emergency surgery and they were able to um i now i i, I don't know the particulars of of what actually happened but i i'm guessing you had one of those uh like well, you hear about these a lot like a brain bleed or swelling on the brain and so if that happens the brain starts to get uh obviously swell inside of the cranium and it has nowhere to go. And then when that happens, the pressure level gets so high, it just, it kills you. So what they do then is this sounds horrible, but they actually remove a portion of your skull so that the brain can expand. I mean, this is crazy. And then, um, 
when that heals up, they they put it back. They they put the the bone back. Um, there was a, a reporter who um, very famous NBC reporter who had this happen when he was covering the war in Iraq, and uh, they 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 did that, and he survived. And is that uh, I forget how what they call the thing, but and I don't know for sure if that's what happened to the kid, but uh, initially. Um, the kid was, uh, making strides as he was, um, uh, at this hospital in, in Danville, Pennsylvania. And then unbelievably, he was making like great strides back from the injury. And, uh, just the other night he got up Saturday night. He, uh, because they didn't think he was going to make it at first, but he, he was improving quickly. You know, I mean, maybe youth. The kid was definitely not quiet quitting on his recovery. And um, he got up to go to the bathroom to take a leak and he fucking fell and hit his head again. Now, I'm hoping he had the helmet on. Uh, I'm I'm sure he did. Uh, But he fell and hit his head again. And so they're like, oh my God. God, can you believe that shit? The nurses find him, and they uh, they they gave the kid a uh, CAT scan. Uh, Easton Oliverson is his name. Uh, they gave him a CAT scan, and they go, yeah, he lucked out again. The results came back uh, normal, but what a what Jesus! This this is another one of those stories. You're like, what? I mean, how crazy shit can just be turned on its ear? Okay, Um, here you have mom and dad and everybody's stoked about going to the Little League World Series. And of all the things, the poor kid falls out of bed. Oh, my God. Um, He was fighting for his life. 30 minutes from death, underwent surgery initially, placed in a medically induced coma, made impressive strides towards recovery. Uh, by Wednesday of last week, he was no longer sedated. Thursday, moved out of intensive care and was able to feed himself. And then, boom, he falls again. Uh, he's from Utah. On Sunday, Oliverson was able to see his little brother, his cousin, his best friends. The Little League town, Snow Canyon from Utah, was eliminated. That's a bummer. Shit, man. They were they were eliminated from Little League World Series on Sunday night, falling ten to two. That's the type of thing where, you know, the coach is like, "Come on, we got to rally around Easton," and then his teammates totally let him down. I can't even get behind that. Oliverson's dad told Good Morning America, Good Morning America, that he's pushing forward to overcome his hard recovery process for his son. Doctors are stunned by his progression. And that, that's where I saw, and then the best part of that is that that's where I saw the ad for uh, Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Right at the bottom of that. Kent, where is your ad? Can I get it to rerun? Maybe we can see you in the ad, Kent. That's probably not going to show now. All right, so the kid, I guess, is uh, hopefully going to make a full recovery, but that is just remarkable that that happened a poor guy considering the loss of the team kyle says there goes the hallmark movie 
Oh, my God. Kenny with a killer. How's this kid keep falling so much? Even Walt Jr. walks better than him, which is clearly Kenny is he's consumed with the breaking bad when he's throwing in Walt Jr. blasts. But a pretty good joke. That's not funny. All right. Update on Gary Busey. Um, Paparazzi are following Gary after being accused of, well, a lot. Uh, Busey was charged with several counts of criminal sexual conduct and harassment. The suit says, and the uh, charges say he uh, put his face close to a woman's breasts and asked where she got them. Now, 78 years old. Uh, I'm already making excuses for him. I don't know if that constitutes a sexual assault. Is that gross? Yes. The woman claims he attempted to unlatch her bra strap. Another woman claims that he grabbed her butt. Cops also got a a call from a man who claimed Busey grabbed his daughter's butt as well. Do I believe these things happen? Absolutely. Corey says he would definitely say boobies, not breasts. I think you're saying that about him. Unless you're saying it about me. Um, As soon as he got back to California, the paparazzi, uh, they were all over him. And, and, you know, the word is, get me some Busey material. We're going to pay top dollar for it. Audio. Check. He says, yeah, Gary, obviously, you idiot. Uh, video check. Here we go. Gary's getting gas and the, the paparazzi shows up to greet him. Gary, how are you, sir? Gary, how are you doing? Gary, can you just tell us what happened at the, at the event? Is there anything that you can say, Gary, about what happened? Just ignoring. You know, your fans want to know. Your fans want to know. He doesn't have any fucking fans. Do you have any regrets? No, I don't carry any regrets with me ever. You don't ever carry any regrets with you? Got it. Well, first thing I got to tell you about is I can't even hear you. Okay. I mean, what what happened? It says I can't even hear you. At the event, the women said that you you Nothing. you groped them. Didn't happen. No. Not true. No, no. So we can clearly hear him. I, was- I can't hear you. And then he starts answering questions. Uh, partner and the camera lady and me, two girls, the older ones in there. It took less than 10 seconds. They left. Then they met. Oh, the road is so noisy. Story. And I assaulted them sexually when I did not. The story's not true. You're talking when I'm talking, so you're done. Go, go ahead. No, I'm listening. Sir, I'm listening. I can't 
No, I'm listening. I'm sorry, because like you, I'm having a hard time hearing with all the cars. So, so you, you said it didn't happen, right? It didn't. They made up the story. Is that correct, sir? You're talking way too fast to be any kind of reporter that's worthy, because I can't. You're talking. You're talking too fast to be any type of reporter. It sounds like he's talking fine. Well, let me let me let me let me slow down. I mean, you 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 were saying what happened, so you know, go go ahead. I'm listening. Nothing happened. Nothing. It was all false. They made it up. Okay. Oh, he's so guilty. Jesus. And what would you say to your fans who are just, you know, who are just concerned about, you know, about the possible accusations? I don't care because there are no accusations. They're so possible. No, there's definitely accusations. Okay. It's a 41... Gas prices are through the roof. <laughs> this guy's talking about the gas prices. Just the way it is, buddy. Accept it or move to another country. Got it. So it didn't it didn't happen. They made it up. Okay. Say that again. Final question. There was photos of you with your pants down in a park yesterday. Okay, wait till you hear the. Wait till you see this. Anything, anything that you can say about that, Gary? You're not getting my point. You're talking too damn fast. Can't understand you. What? What happened in the great day? All right, sir. Take care. Last question. Is there? It followed him everywhere. Any chance that you were inappropriate, just unaware, at the time? Anything else to say, Gary? Clear the air. We can just. Oh my God! Is is there any chance that you were inappropriate? You were just unaware at the time of how you were no, conducting yourself. No, not. not at all. I'm not appropriate at all. Okay. I have eyewitnesses there. Only three, only two people. Charge Perkins. All right, Kenners. Fuck this guy. Um, the business about his, uh, him being seen with his pants off. I was like, there's no way, right? No, there's a way. He gets back to California. And I guess Gary went to a park and sat on a bench and pulled his pants down. Okay. Audio check, video check. There's Gary wearing the same shit he wore the next day with his pants down. Look at his pants are fucking down. He's sitting on the bench with his pants off. No way. Well, there you go. Guilty. And then he pulls him up. Okay. Uh, I mean, if how can you not be thinking that the paparazzi is going to be everywhere? Kenny says maybe he thought he was on a toilet. He sure looked like he was taking a dump there. My God. Oh.
Uh, he was sitting at a uh, at a bench at uh, at some park in Malibu. His hands appeared crossed over his legs, and he proceeds to untie his pants, and then he uh, pulls up his pants, and then that's it. He um he he'd done this before. He was on uh I don't know some reality show in England back not that long ago, I guess, a few years ago. And he did the same thing, took his pants off. And people are like, why are you taking off your pants? He goes, ah, because my knee hurts. Jesus. Um, he had suffered severe damage to his frontal lobe. We talked about this yesterday. It was brain. It was as a result of the crash, which made him more impulsive and prone to anger and delusions of grandeur. The post-accident version, quote, the post-accident version of him turned his personality up to 11. Busey's eldest son, Jake, said, I feel like I lost my dad on December 4th, 1988. So, uh, which is, you know, you, you get your prefrontal cortex damaged like that and you're screwed. I'm pooping. You're talking too fast. Oh, my God. All right. Well, that's uh, that's that's what's up with Gary. Who knows? I'm, there'll be people following him everywhere. If he takes off his clothes in public some more, I'm sure there'll be someone there to ask him questions about it. All right. The opening live stream of this podcast. Thank you to uh, everybody who signed up for Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. I appreciate you so much. Today, we've got Smarter Than a Former Drug Dealer trivia coming up at 1030 uh, Paul B will take on Dale in trivia for a uh, $25 prize up for grabs. Uh, Brad won last week. He won 50 bucks because the prize rolled over from the week before. Uh, Paul and, uh, Dale today at 10 30, that will be on Patreon. Uh, part of the hours and hours of content that I deliver there each and every day of the work week, because I am not quiet quitting. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. <clears throat> All right. Excuse me. God, that was very professional. Cough right on the mic. For just five or 10 bucks a month, uh, you can uh, subscribe. Five bucks a month, get you all the audio. You can get lost in that audio. 10 bucks a month, audio, video, live streams. It features the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, usually done on Thursdays. Will we be doing that this Thursday? Let me see. Uh, yes, I think. Yeah. Thursday it is. All right. The Kent County Health Department reminds you that if your kids are not immunized for the basics, measles, mumps, rubella, whooping cough, pertussis, meningitis, you are risking their lives. Get your kids immunized. All right. You're like, well, yeah, I know, but there's a cost involved. If you qualify, it's free. You get it done right there. Kent County Health Department, accesskent.com slash health. There's also information about the WIC program. If you're having a hard time feeding the kids, feeding yourself, uh, that should not be. If you are, as the word is these days, food sensitive back in the day we called it poor but if you are food sensitive you can reach out to the kent county health department and they can help you with everything you need concerning the WIC program you might as well you pay into it your whole life 
Uh, it's set up for that. Also, information, month of August is Breastfeeding Awareness Month. If you are um, nursing or if you're pregnant and going to be nursing, uh, keep in mind that that is the absolutely perfect way to nourish a newborn. So if you need any information about that, go to accesskent.com slash health. I know some of the audience members are pregnant. I know that some of the men look like they're pregnant. So this won't help you. Nevertheless, accesskent.com slash health. Uh, there was an incident. I've got a lot of stories surrounding sports that don't actually involve sports. Athletes, former athletes, incidents at a game. Good news, bad news. By the way, Hard Knocks, i got to watch the latest episode. That's like the new must-see watch thing with Diana and I. We're watching it together. She loves it so much. She's becoming like a huge Lions fan because of Hard Knocks. By the way, I think there is a um, Netflix documentary on, you may remember the name, Manti Teo. Teo was a terrific college football player, linebacker for Notre Dame. I think he's had a lot of injuries that's kept him from having the pro, uh, the pro career that he wanted. But this was the guy who was catfished bad, really bad. And uh, it was just the weirdest story when it all unfolded. And there's a two-part Netflix special uh, about this. I forget what it's called. The Girl Who Never Was or something like that. It's It's a documentary about all of that craziness. And I cannot wait to watch that. All right. Um, but there were, there's an incident at the, uh, Oakland A's baseball game. Now a little bit of perspective here, the Oakland A's baseball team, uh, the fans got behind kind of like a rebellion where they decided to not go to the games. I'm not sure how it all started. Uh, but no one has gone to the games. In fact, they're averaging 9,000 a game in this cavernous stadium. Now, the team sucks. Uh, they don't ever put any money out for the team. And uh, the fans have finally said, enough. We're not going to take this, and they just don't go. So the thinking now is that the Oakland A's are going to end up moving to uh, Las Vegas. So, you know. Now, they say, like, they're averaging 9,000 a game. But on any given given night, um, oh, wait a minute. Hold on a second. <laughs> I guess Amanda says, I told you about the Manti Teo thing. You did? <laughs> I don't listen to you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, anyway, so... But they they uh they usually get like two thousand at a game. Okay. Well, this happened. Audio check. Video check. Look at that. There's no one in this section right here. All you see is this guy. These two up at the front. 
These, these other two here, upper deck, cavernous portion of the arena, of the stadium, if you will. You know, 70, 80,000 people there. And then up here at the top, you have two people. And you're like, two people? I only see one. No, there's two there. There's a guy sitting down and a girl kneeling down in front of the guy sitting down. What's going on there? (laughs) The chick is giving him a BJ at the top of the stadium in broad daylight for everyone to see. (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, my God. What the hell? Fans appalled as couple appears to engage in lewd act in the top of an empty Oakland A's stadium. It happened Sunday afternoon. Couple was filmed. And uh, the police eventually got involved, but not till after the game. A lot of reaction. Uh, Matthew tweets, she's enjoying a different kind of footlong. For having no roof on that stadium, Nicholas writes, I see a lot of dome. Giving neck in the top row is as greasy as it gets. I have never heard anyone say giving neck, but that's hilarious. Jim missed it and when someone posted the picture. He wrote, that's a sad day in baseball when a once proud franchise can't draw in any fans. And then this guy wrote, look closer. Uh, the couple missed an impressive Oakland win as the A's broke an 81-game streak where they hadn't hit a triple. The team sucks. They're not the uh, overall worst in the entire league. I think it's one of the team that's, that's worse than them, but they, they suck. Um, then there's the comment that Kyle wrote, this is all baseball stadiums. Not true. Not true. There's actually a story going on in baseball right now that even I love because I don't, I don't watch much baseball. I might, I might watch the playoffs, but one story that does have me excited, uh, about baseball is, uh, the story of Albert Pujols and playing for the St. Louis Cardinals. He's finishing up his career with the Cardinals. Now this is, uh, one of the best hitters, one of the best players that's ever played the game for sure. One of the best hitters, uh, home run hitters that is. And uh, he's had a, a, a good portion of his career with the Cardinals. Then he went off to the Los Angeles Angels, played there. He might have played somewhere else, too. And now he's he's 42, wrapping up his career, starts the year with, like, I don't know, maybe like 688 home runs, or I'm sorry, 78 home runs. So uh, one of the all-time highest. The uh, There's only been three players in the history of baseball, they hit more than 700 home runs. Babe Ruth, and then, uh, uh, of course, Hank Aaron, 
um, broke that record. I think Ruth hit 716, and then Aaron hit 755. And then that asshole, Barry Bonds, he beat all of those fuckers with steroid-powered home runs to be the number one, but nobody gives a shit about that. Uh, I don't even... Is Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame? Uh... Let's see. No, Barry Bonds is not a Hall of Famer. So the writers have spoken um, for now. And, um, you know, I don't, uh, I, I, I sure hope that he doesn't become a Hall of Famer. There's a story in ESPN. Some asshole wrote, if Barry Bonds is not a Hall of Famer by the end of the day, it's a failure by the Hall of Fame. And this article was written in July of 22. And, uh, and he's not, and he shouldn't be, in my opinion. He should never be a Hall of Famer because uh, all those home runs were powered by steroids. You know, God knows where his career would have gone had he not. I mean, he still was very good, but I don't know if he's a Hall. We, we'll, we'll never know how good he was without, without steroids. So, no, screw that. And all those, all those uh, ch- uh, cheaters should not be allowed in the Hall of Fame. In fact, the record should be taken off, you know? If anybody who should be in the Hall of Fame, it should be Pete Rose. He was so good that he would bet on baseball. Okay, that's how good Pete Rose was. Yeah, we're going to win. And then he put money down on the Reds. I mean, fuck yes. I can't even get behind that. And I don't even know if Pete Rose actually uh, bet on the Reds. But he did bet on baseball. Who, Who gives a shit about that? I mean, my God. Nowadays, you can beat the shit out of your wife and you can go into the Hall of Fame. But Pete Rose... Who gives a shit? He's a degenerate gambler. So what? Anyway, Pools, however, not a cheater. And just he's just mashed his entire career. Well, you know, all he does now is bat. He doesn't do anything more than bat. So um, the career is winding down. And last week, they call him to the plate when the bases are loaded in like the third or fourth inning in some game. And he hits a pinch hit home run. He just knocks the shit out of the ball. 690 home runs and people are losing their mind. And then over the weekend, Pujols hit two more home runs. So this guy is just killing it. So as of uh, going into last night, Albert Pujols has now 692 home runs. He is um, sniffing now 700 going into last night. So we've still got uh, the rest of August and then September. Now, he's on a tear right now, but can he keep that up at 42 years old? That would be a fantastic story if he can. So last night, he is on the road uh, at Chicago at Wrigley. Audio, check. Video, Check. Albert Pools steps to the plate. The one, two. And Pools. Oh, 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 yes. Gone. 693. Look at this old man. 93 home runs. A historic home run. 
with 449. You're not going to throw that one back. Different pitcher. He's hit a home run against. He's tied with Bonds. First all time. Also his 30th career homer at Wrigley. Six, nine, three. We gotta see it again. I just love seeing a guy mash a ball, especially a big moment when the when when the fans the fans lose their minds. Oh, that ball was out of the strike zone, by the way, way high, and he still smashes shit out of it. The one-two, and Pujols hits it out to deep left at the wall. Gone. Six ninety. Is there anything better than the crack of a bat on a monster home run? Six hundred and ninety-three home runs. Historic home run. The 449th different pitcher. He's hit a home run against. He's tied with Bonds first all time. Also his 30th career homer at Wrigley. Six, nine, three. I love that. That is that is cool, man. Uh, I can definitely get behind that. So then I'm like, yeah, you know, I would hate to have to watch a whole game of it, but uh, that is cool. Very, very cool. Ah, Kyle says Babe Ruth has a Henry Aaron card. He took it from Benny the Jet Rodriguez. If you haven't seen Sandlot, I don't want to know you. Greatest baseball movie of all time. Absolutely love it. Benny the Jet Rodriguez. <laughs> All right. So that is cool. Not so cool is former major leaguer Kenny Lofton. This guy had a great career. Um, but now he's out of baseball. The headline reads, Kenny Lofton accused in lawsuit for sending pictures of his penis to a co-worker. Why do people do that? I mean, I would only do that if, like, I was in a relationship. Like, I have sent a picture of my penis to my wife. Okay? I have done that. That's my wife. Been with her for uh, decades. I haven't, and I do it usually as a gag. There was one time in our sexual career where uh, things got really reignited. Have you been to, have you been in that spot ever? So if you're a married couple, you're married for, let's say 18, 20 years. And then you decide to like uh, try to recapture the intimacy of when you first got married because when you or when you first become a couple all right so you when you first meet someone it's hot and heavy and like all you do is have sex nonstop and then eventually you kind of get in uh you know more of a tempered approach now not everybody does this but for sure we did and it's you know whatever it's it's fine but then in some cases the couples uh, uh, decide to really try to go for it again and be act like they're 18 and 19 and 20 years old again. And we did that. But I was like, she was like 42 and I was like 38 or 39. And 
Oh my God. It was like every day for like a month, maybe more. And then we're like, what are we doing? What is, this is too much fucking work. This is terrible. And she's like, yeah, I know. I go, what the fuck? I don't even know. I'm not even liking this. This We got to go back to, you know, once a week or once every month or once every six months. That's, that's, that's what you, it's too much work. No, no, uh, it, there's gotta be a, a, a happy, happy medium. You, if, if, at least for me, you can't have it. You can't be that charged up all the time. That's how I'm able to avoid, to keep the high work ethic, my high mo- uh, motor in working is I'm not, I'm not too busy thinking about sex all the time. Okay. No, I am. I am not interested in sex that often forget it not on board with that of course amanda writes get some toys makes it easier hey did you guys know that amanda sells pure romance i don't know if i don't know if she's talked about that eight thousand times in a podcast I don't want to hear about you and toys. Jesus. Ram writes, where can he get them, Amanda? Sarah says, wait, does she sell those? (laughs) I like how everybody's just rubbing your face in it. Take that. Take that shit. Kenny writes, I've never heard about this before. (laughs) yes fucking great okay where was i uh guys who send dick pics lofton had a great career kenny lofton was just a hell of a baseball player fast as hell just terrific he is uh being sued accused of exposing a female co-worker to pictures of his penis the lawsuit obtained by TMZ was filed by Brandon Tony, a separate employee who was reportedly hired and worked with the longtime former outfielder at investment and NFT companies Center Block Asset Management LLC and Proxmire Corporation, which are also being sued. Lofton founded and co and co-owned the companies. Now, the person suing is a Brandon Tony. I don't know. I think that might be a female. Brandon, B-R-A-N-D-Y-N, Tony. I guess. It always throws me off when it's not a, a it's not like a chick name. Per the report, Lofton is accused of sending photos of his penis to various female subordinates, including one employee hired to monitor his Instagram account. Lofton's alleged sexual discretions were the latest in a line of employee complaints. Tony... No, Brandon, Tony's a dude. Oh. Tony further accuses Lofton of not paying him a cent of his promised $85,000 a year salary with payroll issues rising shortly. Hey, I'm not going to pay you. I'll just send you a pic of my dick. After approaching the company's attorney with his complaints and to make them aware of Lofton's inappropriate advances, Tony claims he was fired two hours later. Oh, my God. Lofton and his executive team 
thought they could fire our client for objecting to obvious sexual misconduct and even thought they could get away with not paying him for his work. That speaks to the arrogance and dysfunction at play every day at this business. All right. Good luck. Kenny Lofton. Hey, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pay you. Let me just send you penis pics. Jesus. My God. Um, Amanda says, even if I didn't sell them point still stands. Yeah, you know, stop talking about your masturbation. You're the only one who ta- who openly talks about your masturbate. Even I don't I mean I have, but not as much as you. It's like your go-to is talking about masturbation. Hey, did you watch a Lions game? I masturbated today. Yeah, you know, why don't you leave a little bit more to the imagination? Chris says Amanda should pay for a sponsorship. Then Eric will have to talk about, no, I don't want the business. And, and, and I, it wouldn't be allowed anyway. No one wants me to, there, there, there's no dildo business that would sink so low as to be on this show. Well, I was talking about getting it on, but I wasn't talking graphically like you. No one here is going to talk about masturbating. You are talking about yourself masturbating. I'm not, if I talk, that's different. If you talk about masturbating and I talk about having sex, everyone in this room is going to agree that what you're saying is uh, more outrageous than what I'm saying. I can guarantee that. We could take a poll. What's more ridiculous? Eric talking about making love to his wife of 30 years or Amanda talking about sticking a dildo in her shoot. Anyway. Perfect time to talk about my friends at Blue Frost IT. If you have a small or medium-sized business, please consider reaching out to them for something like a tech upgrade. Okay, you got a small or medium-sized business. Your employees hate you because the equipment's all old, stupid, slow, doesn't work right. Uh, it's loaded with viruses. And you're like, oh my God, productivity is down. Time is money. Jesus, we need new gear. What you do, instead of just running to whatever, Amazon and buying computers off the shelf, which means you're going to buy too much, too little, or not enough, or overpay or underpay or the wrong thing, you get a complimentary consultation. You sit down with Alan from Blue Frost IT. You're going to tell him what you do at your business. And he's going to say, okay, this is what you need. And then you, he tells you, he prices it all out. You buy it or you tell him to buy it. He'll buy it. He's going to bring it there. He's going to set it up for you, get you up and running with your printers, your computers, your new network, your uh, uh, data center, your modem, whatever. Uh, Router, do it all. And then once that's all set up, the project is now done. He's then going to convert you to be a customer of his managed IT service provider uh, portion of his business. Uh, Get more information on this by dialing 616-285-50. No one says dialing because we don't have a dial. Calling them at Blue Frost IT or going to the website bluefrostit.com. You can also reach out with an uh, email info at bluefrostit.com. Okay. 
Gift of Life Michigan is working hard on your check your uh, check your heart campaign. So if um, you take a look at your driver's license, in the lower right-hand corner, there should be a heart, a little red heart, and it says donor underneath it. If it doesn't, that means you are not a registered donor. This is single-handedly the most important thing you will do today or this month or this year. And that is become a registered donor. You have eight organs in your body that will save lives. Countless people will benefit from tissue and cornea uh, donations in the unlikely event that you pass. It's a terrible thing to talk about, I realize. But still, um, being what I do as the media ambassador for Gift of Life Michigan, I've run into countless family members who uh, have loved ones who have donated. And, um, and the gleam in their eye when they talk about their daughters or sons. And then the family members of people who have been uh, recipients and recipients themselves of life-saving organ donations. So whether you're in the state of Michigan or out of the state of Michigan, here's what I would like you to do. If you are within the state, go to G... O-L-M, G-O-L-M dot org, and fill out that form. It takes you a minute and a half. You can also do it by going to registerme.org. You only need to do this once. If you are out of the state of Michigan, you go to registerme.org and do it that way um, because Gift of Life is a nationwide organization. And then uh, every time you renew your license, it'll show up there that you are an organ donor, and honestly, you get hit by a train, the, you know, First responders are going to go, all right, uh, he's in bad shape. He's going to die. Let's. Oh, he's a donor. All right, keep him alive. Do have everything they can to keep him alive because the people that um, are doing that are doing everything they can to keep those organs uh, safe, okay? Uh, there is a preconceived notion or a myth that if you are an organ donor, that they'll treat you differently if something uh, uh, desperate happens to you. No, that 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 isn't true at all. Uh, you're, you're treated the same every way, whether you're an organ donor or not. But give the gift of life. G-O-L-M.org or registerme.org. Do it today, please. Do an Anne Heche. That's true. Uh, Nada of Canada says, is this an organ harvesting channel? Uh, no, uh, it's, it's not. I just happen to have a sponsor, uh, that is, um, gift of life, Michigan, but welcome. Glad you are here. Uh, hyper blocked says, donate all your organs, Eric live on the air. Give me your kidney. Um, yeah, that I, I can't do that. I could give a portion of my liver maybe one day. All right. Kyle says, donate your organs like Anne Heche. Don't drive drunk and blow up some dude's home. I don't think she was drunk. I think uh, she was. she had ingested cocaine that had fentanyl in it. And I don't know anything about fentanyl. Is uh is that something that you want? Is that like, hey man, can you get me some coke with just a little sprinkling of fentanyl in it? Not too much because I don't want to die. I don't want to really lose my mind. I mean, I I don't know shit about fentanyl. 
And then my next question is, uh, why is it showing up in cocaine? Are people putting fentanyl into cocaine to try to kill people? I'm not sure. Isn't that what killed Prince? I don't know. I don't know anything about anything. All I know is that uh, that is suspected to be what she was on at the time. All right. I'm going to take a short break. I'll be back in just a second. You guys are awesome. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm welcoming me back. Question. Ron says, how many times has he gone to the bathroom today? Is this the first or second time? That was my first and only. Thank you, though. Thank you for being. Why? Why do you ask? What? What? What's so interesting about me going potty? I don't understand. Fentanyl produces a stronger high for less money. Well, I can see why they would uh, put it in there then. If these people would just learn to take less. They'll be, they'll be much better off in their drug use and they'll live, you know? And hey, honestly, if you're going to snort some fentanyl, don't drive. That's what killed Prince. That's what killed Tom Petty. I am so happy that I never really got into drugs, man. I would be so dead. I mean, I was so into booze. Just pot was enough. Uh, Aram says the uh, the users don't know it is laced. Well, you see, this is bad business by whoever's making the shit. Okay, because you're what you're doing is you're killing off your client base. It's like me with the Zaniacs. You can't do that. That's a bad move. You don't want to kill the people who are buying all your shit. A massive fight at a Jacksonville Jaguars football game. I'm going to break this one down. Oh, this was, this was something. Holy cow. Okay. uh, In this one, I guess one fan was referred to as an Arab N word. That's what got the guy going. Combatant in massive brawl during Steelers-Jaguars says a racial slur sparked the melee. I'll show it to you in a second. By the way, if I ever show a video and I talk about it and you listen to the audio podcast, which most people who get my show listen to the audio, they don't even watch it. All the links are put in the show notes most of the time. And uh, and then you can watch it for yourself. Uh, The guy in question, Wally Wood is his name. It was the first time in my entire life that I struck somebody first, said Wally Wood. Wally Wood? Isn't that the name of the amusement park? No, that was Wally World in uh, uh, fucking vacation. A man purporting to be involved in the action. I wish I could have even thicker skin than I already have. 
The environment we live in, the amount of hate that is out there is becoming reminiscent of the 50s and 60s. Well, yeah, that's how it is. Since Trump won and, uh, and emboldened all the scumbags, now you have moments like this. So this is all Trump's fault. Wood says he was called a dumb Arab N-word after asking people to move out of the seats that he paid for. These guys continuously kept sitting in the seat, he says. I continuously kept asking nicely for at least two hours for them to please leave. Following the racial slur, Wood found himself no longer being nice as punches flew. Audio. Check. Video. Check. Here you go. That's way too loud. Watch the guy with the beard. That's the first punch I see thrown. I don't know if that's the dude who was being quoted. No, I, it was well underway. Wow, there you go, man. This is good. And then little guys, little dude who looks like uh, former Steelers quarterback Bubby Brister is, is going after that big guy. So little Steelers fan is, is taking it to the big dude. I don't think he's doing any damage with those punches, though. Did you see that shit? That's what I would look like if I was in a fight. He's lucky that that big guy lost his balance. Meanwhile, this hefty mama here, she's like, she's wondering if she's going to have to get involved. Okay. Now, look at this big fat fuck. Look at these punches. He's just ground. Look at that thing. He's just windmilling. But people just don't know how to fight. And then here you got this Jake Paul looking dude. Watch this guy. This beanpole. Look at these two are scared to death of each other. They don't know what to do. While these two are down over the seats. Look at these two. Okay, red shirt guy is coming in. Red shirt shark guy is coming in. He wants to throw a sucker punch. You can see him squaring up. He wants to go over uh, and punch Amish fat ass right in the face. Larry. Oh, that was that was horrible. Okay, Aryan Nation gets up. He's ready to kick some ass. Uh, uh, sucker, sucker punch, red shirt, shark guy. He throws a sucker at Aryan Nation, and he missed. He somehow managed to miss. Look at this stupid punch. He, I guess he caught him a little bit. Now Aryan Nation wants to kick his ass. Jake, skinny Jake Paul is saying, "All right, hang on." A uh, red shirt shark guy, he takes off following that fat bitch up the steps.
skinny Jake Paul. He's out of there. Bubby Brister's back in the fight. And then you got Stephen Wright wearing the Bills jersey. Look at this guy. This guy's like, hey, I'm going to get involved. And then this chick's like, no, you're not. Come on, eat my pussy. Ah, uh, and then blue jean skirt takes her kids out of there. We're out of here. We're leaving. That's enough of this shit. Wow. Whew. That was a hell of a fight. Uh, stupid question, Maureen asks. Uh, why wouldn't he have simply asked an usher to remove the people from the seats? He had tickets for brawl avoided. That's because people are stupid. Uh, defense flashing on the screens in the stadium. I, uh, I, I think that it, I will never go to a uh, football game or any type of sport. I don't want to go to any type of sport. baseball. Maybe baseball fans are pretty chill. No, I take it back. Dodger fans are crazy. Ah, you're better off if you could go to a suite. You know, occasionally this happens at the Griffins game. It's like, oh, we got a fight in the stands, something breaking out. Uh, Amanda loves the commentary. I love giving it. I love giving commentary on these things. One of my favorite things to do. All right. So that's a good fight. You can check that out. Put it in the show notes. Uh, Speaking of uh, sports and football, um, this doesn't really have anything to do with sports, but it is a former athlete who has turned into a politician and what you have here is a guy by the name of uh, Herschel Walker. Now, Herschel um, is a perfect example of black don't crack. That's the saying of black people don't age. Herschel Walker still looks as good now as when he left college at Georgia in like 1981. Uh, he was arguably one of the best running backs that's ever played college football. And he had a terrific pro career. And it was because of Herschel Walker that the Dallas Cowboys had that long run of Super Bowls back in the day because um, they Dallas Cowboys had Herschel Walker on their team and they traded him to the Minnesota Vikings who gave the Dallas Cowboys like all these draft picks. And then they took those draft picks and they drafted Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith, Michael Irvin, Nate Newton, and all these terrific players. And then they won all those Super Bowls because of that. He still had a great career, Herschel Walker. And then he gets out of football and he starts boxing and he's beating the shit out of everybody. He's fucking great. And, uh, all right. So there's that. Well, um, Now he's a politician in Georgia, and he's trying to win the Senate seat uh, in Georgia. And so uh, there's a a, a guy that he's running against who just, I think, won the Senate seat uh, like in the last election cycle. Uh, But uh, Herschel Walker is challenging him as a Republican, and he, he loves Trump, and everybody loves him because he's a black guy who's a Republican, and all the Republicans are like, see, we're not racist. We love black guys. We love Herschel Walker. There he is right there. And uh, 
and and he's dumb as shit. Not only is he dumb as shit, but he's got like CTE, and his brain is is uh, is meatloaf. It's absolutely. Um, I mean, his right now. If you were to compare um, the brain of that little leaguer who fell out of the bunk to Herschel Walker, the little leaguer right now with his skull removed is uh, quicker on the draw than Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker is stupid as fuck. So he is taking on Raphael Womack for the U.S. Senate uh, seat out of Georgia. Womack, or I'm sorry, Warnock is his name. Raphael Warnock. And uh, uh, Warnock is a Democrat. And so, you know, you got a lot of people, all those uh, uh, Trumpers and election deniers are like, oh, we love Herschel Walker, man. That's, that's, our, that's our black guy. We love him. Where's my African-American guy? Remember that when Trump said that? He was speaking in front of people. He goes, where's my African-American guy? Where's my black guy? You ever run into anybody who says, I'm not racist. I have a black friend. Or says, hey, I, I, I don't, I'm not a bigot. I've got a gay cousin. Anybody who tries to say that they're not a bigot or they're not a racist because they know a black guy or they have a gay cousin is, in fact, a racist and a bigot. Okay? If you have to say, no, then the only reason why you're saying that is because you're accused of being a racist or a bigot in the first place. You suck a big black dick because I know you want to that's that's how it works and then you follow it up with i i know no i i i have a black friend you're a racist um now this guy has um he said all sorts of stupid shit uh walker which i don't have it written down in front of me but there, there have been several moments during this campaign where he's done dumb things and then the latest is um this senator warnock wants to debate him for the upcoming election. Uh, I think that's in November, right? Yes. That's when this election between these two is going to take place. Walker versus Warnock. And the Republicans like, oh, we need that Senate seat. We need that Senate seat. And the Democrats like, ah, you're not going to get it because Herschel Walker is a stupid fucker. Walker was invited to debate Warnock. And they're both black guys, by the way. And uh, Walker said, look, I'm not going to debate him. No one's going to be watching this debate. Sunday night football is going to be on. And no, I'm just going to, it's going to be, he's, he's dodging him. He's, he's, you know, trying to get out of it some way. The former NFL star declined an an invitation for a debate on a Thursday night, I'm not going to respond to anything because you know that's not a debate. And you know that, Walker said. You've got people that are contributors to his campaign, and it's his it's in his it's in this room that only two people only two people gonna see it on a Sunday night, I think. NFL football. I am giving you an opportunity to be statewide so everybody can see what it is. See the contrast between the two of us. I don't know how you can ask for anything better. So it's kind of weird what he's saying there. Uh, Problem with that comment, though, when he's saying, yeah, I'm not going to do the debate on Thursday because no one's going to see it on Sunday because of the NFL football games. So the idiot points out it's on a Thursday, and then 
in his mind, he convinces himself that it's on a Sunday. As 13 WMAC points out, the debate will not interfere on Thursday night with Sunday night football. The debate is set for Thursday, not a Sunday. It is a co-sponsored debate by 13 WMAZ. Fans are taking to social media to react. Herschel Walker pulled out a Thursday night's debate because the audience all watched Sunday night football. We all know he lied about graduating college top of his class, but don't they teach the days of the week in kindergarten? Walker has reportedly accepted a debate uh, a debate invitation for October 14th, though. According to the report, the invitation for the October 13th debate remains open. All right. I kind of want him to win just because I want to hear him talk more. I mean, the people of, of Georgia deserve that, don't they? Don't they deserve a uh, a man in the United States Senate who's so dumb he doesn't know the difference between Thursday and Sunday. Where's my where's my African American? Where's my African American? All right. Debate should be a requirement for any candidate. I personally don't like the format of the debates. Um too often I wish that you could have more of a heavy hand as a moderator and lay down the ground rules that um, if you start to dodge a question, like a giant boxing glove will come out and like slug you right in the head. Like if you were to ask somebody, are you pro or are you against abortion or are you pro abortion? And they start talking about, something not associated with that. Then like someone comes up and punches them in the stomach. It's like, no, that's not what I'm, I'm asking you. You're talking about something entirely different. That's bullshit. Or you should be able to ridicule them or mock them, or the audience should have shit that they can throw. Like not just fruit, but like hard objects, baseballs, staplers, uh, Amanda's dildos, uh, that, would up the stakes to some degree. Do you remember in that debate where um, <clears throat> the one guy, I think it was Chris Wallace said, um, do you denounce the far right extremist groups? And he said, didn't Trump say stand back and stand by or stand down and stand by? I know he said stand by, and then the guy from the Proud Boys, the Proud Boys <laughs> tweeted out, standing by, sir, or something like that. And they used that type of dialogue in all the shit for the January 6th thing. Wasn't that, isn't that how well, that unfolded? That was like fantastic. Can you denounce the Proud Boys? Sure, I'm going to denounce them. Stand by. <laughs> Stand by. Stand by is something you tell someone when they're like getting ready. So like, you know, Putin would say, all right, we're getting ready for a tactical nuclear strike on Ukraine. Stand by. 
see a newcomer in here. It says Ricky Rocket. He says, is that some kind of Confederate decoration in the background? Come on, man. Do you not recognize the shape of that? Look at a map. That is the great state of Tennessee. And the three stars surrounded by a circle with a blue background is part of the flag of the great state of Tennessee, you stupid fuck. My God, which actually is, uh, was not a, a full-on Confederate state. A good portion of that state was Union. So as a very, very ignorant uh, question that you had there. How can you not realize that that is part of the state flag of Tennessee? Which, by the way, there's a couple Zaniac names on there that I, I, I blackened out that are no longer part of the group. And I need to uh, get rid of the word Zaniacs. It just needs to say of Tennessee. They're, no. So, no. And he says it looks, conf- well, it, it looks Confederate to you and by means that it's red and blue and white and there's a star on it. You know. You know what else has that? The United States flag. Is that is that what you're suggesting? It doesn't look anything like a Confederate flag or a, a rebel battle flag. That's a ridiculously uh, ignorant thing to say. You know, when people who are, I mean, uh, looking for trouble like you are right now, it's bad enough. I mean, it's acceptable to go after the Confederate flag. I hate the Confederate flag and people that fly it or the rebel battle flag. All right. But it ends there. Unless there's like an actual star and bar. I think it was one of the uh, states. It might've been the South Carolina flag back in the day. The state flag of South Carolina actually had part of the stars and bars on it. And I think that they got rid of that. So I think you're kind of fucked up by suggesting that the state of Tennessee flag looks like a Confederate flag. Uh, Ricky Rocket has Rickety Rocket has now gone to Wikipedia and says Stephen A. Knowlton argues that the Tennessee flag has a deeper symbolic recognition to Confederate imagery. Well, you, I'm sure you can glean anything you want from the internet. All right. Flag stays. Anybody that thinks I would be stupid enough to fly anything Confederate is an asshole. All right. All right, I'm going to ban you now for... 10 minutes because I'm tired of you. My policy shop insurance. Thank you so much to Frank Fuss. 616-914-4070. If you are running your own business and you're not insured between jobs or um, your employer does not offer insurance, Think about mypolicyshop.com to help you navigate Obamacare. Also, Frank, as a licensed independent insurance agent slash broker, he's also the Medicare Advantage Plan expert. 
and social security expert. So if someone you know or it's you in your life that's uh, getting set to turn 65 or is right now, you will need a Medicare slash social security checkup from Frank. Everything Frank does is free. You don't pay a dime. He's paid by insurance companies. It's an awesome, awesome thing to be hooked up with Frank Fuss when it comes to this. I have used Frank for years when it comes to um, enrolling in insurance every year through healthcare.gov. Thank you to Full House Comedy. You want to go see a comedy show? Fullhousecomedy.com. A&E Heating and Cooling. The heating and cooling experts at 616-516-8579. Uh, the experts in heating and cooling. And if you want a air conditioner or a new furnace installed, he's going to install, they are going to install the Comfort Maker brand. 616-516-8579 for A and E heating and cooling. Also, keep them in mind if you ever need an after-hour service call. A hot day and you've got no air conditioner, that's bad. Call on Joe. He'll help you out 24 hours a day, seven days a week. When it comes to mortgages, I trust the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. And this is open for anybody that is listening, no matter where you are. The exceptions being South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii. 231-332-6505. Mario is the expert. Get a mortgage today from Mar- uh, from Mario at Lake uh, at my friends at Van Dyke Mortgage, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team. So if you have a bunch of credit debt and you want to pay it off, get the money out of your home. And how you do it is you uh, pay for it that way as opposed to, you know, um, paying off that high interest credit card. If you take, you know, a few thousand dollars out of your home, you're paying just, you're paying like a low percentage rate on those funds. So you need to do that. Reach out to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Therese Gibson is an actor from the Fast and the Furious movies, I think. I don't know much about this guy. Uh, but it's, he's only worth like $6 million. And I say that because I think he's spending money like crazy. And not in a good way. I don't think you can ever spend money like crazy in a good way. But... This is probably the worst way. His daughter is getting ready to start ninth grade. And he got her a gift because she graduated middle school. First of all, you can't be giving away. You can't be giving gifts away just because you're graduating middle school. That's not a big deal. You got to get you maybe a graduation present or maybe something when you graduate college. You're graduating eighth grade. Who cares? Therese Gibson is getting a bunch of shit from people because he got his daughter a graduation present uh, from middle school. And responding to all the flack, Therese says on uh, Instagram, don't tell me 
what you would and or wouldn't do for your teen when you really got it? Most one percenters will put 10 million in their child's money market account at birth and let it grow interest by the time they turn 18. They will want for nothing. Instantly become a monthly trust fund baby. Shayla, my firstborn, just turned 15. She deserves the whole world. So I don't know if she's 13 or 15. I've got two different. He says 15. And uh, all right. So like, what did he do? Well, this asshole. Well, first of all, if you put $10 million in a child's, is he saying that he did put 10 million in her, in the, in the child's money market account at birth? I I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure what you're saying. You're saying that a trust fund baby is a bad thing. I, I'm not sure if you, if you did that, whatever. I mean, I honestly, uh, I kind of would want to establish some type of work ethic. I mean, we talked about that earlier in the show, the quietly quitting. I don't know if you're going to be successful doing that. So I don't know, maybe uh, approve that the kid can work before you give them all that money. Or maybe he didn't do that and he's just giving her the present now because he didn't do that. Or maybe he did both. What did he give Shayla for graduating eighth grade? Here she is receiving her Rolls Royce. Back to school week. My baby's starting the ninth grade. She will be pulling up in style. Oh, my God. How fucked up is this? What an asshole. God knows the cost. And I I don't think that the amount that he's spending for a Rolls Royce lines up with having a net worth of $6 million. I think that if you have a net worth of $6 million... You, uh, I don't, I don't think that that you should be buying that expensive of a car. I mean, a Rolls Royce, Jesus Christ. Maybe uh, a fucking Camaro or something. I don't know. Uh, a 40 or $50,000 car, a 40 or $50,000 car. How much is a Rolls Royce? New Rolls Royce cost. Okay, they start, the cheapest one is $340,000. A Rolls Royce ghost. My God. So you're going to use all that of your worth to buy your, your kid a Rolls Royce. Jesus, that's disgusting. Horrible. But seriously, man, I actually kind of want that to happen because you know how kids are. That kid is going to get in the car and fuck it up. And this is going to cause stress on this rich bastard. And he immediately, she immediately is going to be looking at her phone, driving around. She's going to smash into some hillbilly and the thing is going to be fucked. Because that's what kids do. They drive way too close to the people in front of them. I have an email I want to read concerning Chinese food. I talked to you yesterday about how we made that great success with the orange chicken. I've never made that before. 
but because I'm great at being a cook, it turned out awesome. Everybody was happy. Also cooking Chinese food over the weekend, the multi-talented Allison from Harbor Humane, which if I understand correctly, while I, while I have this in my brain, yes. Let me read this to you. Um, Harbor Humane, of course, is a no-kill shelter in Ottawa County, Michigan. They have a bunch of the beagles that were in the news. I wanted to share a cool fundraiser we are doing. We're making a 2023 calendar and turning it into a photo contest. You can enter your pet or pets for a $5 fee, and then it's $1 for every vote through the end of September. The top 12 vote getters will get their own month in the calendar. And then the top 88 will be incorporated in the calendar somehow. A collage on the front or smaller photos throughout. And then, of course, we'll be selling the calendars as the final piece of the fundraiser. You can actually pre-order them already. Wanted to share, since I know you have some photogenic puppers, and I feel like the audience definitely has photogenic puppers. All our puppies are photogenic. Come on, let's be honest here. You guys, the audience, you could win a month. And if you don't want to enter, just tell the audience to vote for my dog. The pug desperately wants to be a cover girl. I had the picture, but I lost it. It's a pug. So that's uh, more information at uh, Harbor Humane's website. I'll post the link. However, this has nothing to do with that. Her email reads uh, concerning Chinese food. Eric, Brad and I, her husband, also decided to make Chinese food for dinner last night, but we failed epically. We intended to make what we call lazy Chinese food. Buy a bottle of pre-made teriyaki sauce from the grocery store cook up some chicken, add sauce, serve over rice, bada bing, bada boom, easy, quick dinner. Problem was our usual teriyaki sauce was out of stock. Thanks, Biden. So we bought the Meyer brand. Big mistake. Turns out Meyer's idea of teriyaki sauce is basically just straight soy sauce. Brad didn't realize until he dumped it over the chicken and saw the consistency was off. So we had a mixture of about 10 parts soy sauce, three parts chicken. Not a good combo. We tried to add sunny, sunny. We tried to add honey to sweeten it up. But when you get that much sodium in one bowl, the damage is irreparable. We each choked down about half a serving of the concoction before giving up and throwing it all away. I'm pretty sure we both now have advanced stages of heart disease. The next line is the M. Night Shyamalan twist. As she writes, it was not the kind of salty surprise you want from your husband. Let's just say that with winky face. Come on. What are you doing? Glad your meal was a success, though. That's a way of telling me that uh, 
you like your husband's jizz in your mouth. That's what you just said there. You might as well have just said that. You're like a kid sister to me. You can't say that. I mean, what the fuck? Asshole of the day is brought to you by TC Paintball. All right. I know who it is. Don't even try to convince me otherwise. The asshole of the day is Jizzmouth Allison for that. Congrats. That's a first. That is my time for today. We have smarter than a former drug dealer trivia happening at 1030. Till next time. Thank you, folks. Bye-bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.